Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. Our guest today is Mark Horbel. He is co-founder at SpringBig. We're going to talk to him about the work that they do in the cannabis space, helping dispensaries, companies with uh, CRM, loyalty marketing, really kind of understanding the, the data and the brand and you know, it's a whole host of things that happen uh, in this world uh, around the retail side uh, that cannabis companies, cannabis dispensaries, retailers are still kind of figuring out. Uh, obviously, cannabis retailing is a little more complicated than other forms of retailing. Uh, and so dealing with everything from kind of policy and regulations and uh, various legal structures, figuring out how to bring the world of technology to these companies is it's been happening, uh, maybe a little slower than other industries. But I think that uh, we're seeing kind of an adoption of of uh, more modern kind of retail and customer relationship, customer loyalty strategies and technologies to the space. Excited to talk to Mark about what they've been doing in cannabis.
cannabis, uh, learn what they've learned, and talk about uh, where they're going and where they see the market going. So with all that, Mark, welcome to the program. Bruce, thanks very much. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So before we dry, dive into everything that's going on at Spring Big, um, like, let's get a little background on you. What, how did, like, what was your professional background? How did you get into cannabis? Tell about the, the, the story of Spring Big. Uh, amazing. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, my background is in computer science and electronics. I'm a computer scientist. I've been involved in research uh, for, for many years. And uh, uh, at, at one point, I uh, met Jeff Harris, the, uh, the founder of the company. And we thought, uh, wouldn't it be great if we used our collective experience in conventional retail marketing, CRM, customer engagement, loyalty, et cetera, and if we were to bring this to the, to the market? for small moms and pops, as opposed to uh, the large typical relationships that we were used to having with large companies, what would it work like as a software as a service aimed and directed at the market that was probably consisting mostly of moms and pops, one to three stores. Yeah. And uh, we, we, we've launched this platform, uh, but it became very quickly apparent that Folks in the cannabis space were highly interested in our product, primarily because we offered a very robust way of delivering communications through SMS and MMS, and that really meshed well with their millennial demographic. So in 2014, we turned left 90 degrees, we totally pivoted to cannabis, and we've been focused on cannabis ever since that time. The value that Springwick provides is the ability to very effectively communicate with the customer base. Our clients are typically uh, dispensaries. Initially, there were small mom and pop dispensaries. Now we also have uh, very many large enterprise MSO level clients. Our value proposition really is in delivering a highly targeting message, which pr provides and, and produces a, uh, a significant incremental uh, lift in sales for these dispensaries. So that's what we do. And, and I guess, give me a little sense of how, how this works for other industries, how this has worked for cannabis. I mean, what's, what's the, I guess, what part transfers from other kind of customer relationship, customer loyalty systems for other types of retailers versus cannabis and what's different? So the similarities are really extremely significant. The differences obviously lie on the regulatory side of things. But uh, like in any, any conventional CRM, customer engagement, loyalty program, the idea basically is to understand the client base, to deliver messaging that is relevant over relevant media, uh, to deliver this message uh, in a way that is likely to produce incremental business. Uh, retail is obviously highly concerned with this. The cannabis retail is not very different than this. The differences lie in the way this messaging has to be delivered because of the sort of the background regulatory landscape. But what we have evolved over time is a way of effectively delivering this messaging in a highly targeted way. And this is not really different from what, uh, what occurs in conventional retail. What is happening is that the, uh, the cannabis market is maturing. Dispensaries today act very much like large retail organizations. They have CMOs, they have strategy officers. They are uh, implementing various uh, loyalty programs and you know, cross-marketing, cross upselling, uh, segmentation. All of these tools are now being used because the organizations are more sophisticated. 
And I'm curious, but in, in terms of the underlying technology, what what are you actually providing? You mentioned your uh, uh, software as a service model. How do you integrate uh, with companies? What are you actually integrating with? So, so we we deliver to our customer base a very robust B2B web platform, which allows uh, allows our dispensary clients to to create marketing campaigns, which are then delivered via SMS. MMS, and more recently through a very robust email offering similar to MailChimp. And what we offer, the significant value here is that we can deliver these messages uh, at extremely high uh, uh, speed, uh, but also um, uh, very high deliverability rate. Uh, this, is, uh, this is something that's taken a, a while to figure out how to do correctly. The idea is that we provide very granular targeting. So, uh, so in order to execute their strategy, the dispensaries can select from very, very specific set of criteria in order to target these, these uh, uh, marketing campaigns uh, very precisely. And when they do that, we deliver a significant increase in incremental sales. And what, so how are you identifying these opportunities? I mean, I, I could imagine in, you know, if I'm a grocery store retailer, like I know, you know, people shop once a week. I know what they typically buy. I can like promote certain things. I can give offers to kind of entice people in things like that. Like, what are you doing in the cannabis world? Like, what are I guess what's the what's the buying kind of model behavior that you're kind of leveraging or kind of using to kind of create opportunities to you know increase activity and increase sales? You know, um, interestingly, it's nearly identical to what happens in conventional retail. We offer many diverse tools which allow our clients to to effectively segment their database in terms of product interests, um, in, in terms of purchasing behavior. We can nearly always predict likely timing when the customer might be interested in replenishing their supplies. We understand products that are bought together We are able to do that because we have a rather large, what I'll call an ingestion funnel through which we suck in all of the purchase transactions from our dispensary clients. And we really understand at a great level of detail what kinds of things people buy and what quantities, how often, and so on. So from this, we give our clients tools to really execute uh, upsell, cross-sell strategies, attrition control strategies activation strategies and, you know, the same kinds of things that you'd see in conventional retail. And tell us a little bit about how you built the company. I mean, where, where, where did you start? Where was your first kind of, you know, your first customers, where did they come from? What did you notice about where, how the company grew? Uh, great question. So as I, as I mentioned earlier, our initial platform was not focused on cannabis, but it became quickly apparent that rather than a few hundred dollars in revenue that we would uh, receive from a, uh, from a typical non-cannabis client, we noticed we have three or four clients that were paying us probably 10 or 20 times more on a monthly basis. So clearly that, that caused us to research the cannabis space, which we didn't initially understand. Once we saw that, we clearly saw the opportunity in the cannabis space. And, and the need for dispensaries to be able to communicate effectively with their customer base over SMS and MMS. That was of great interest to them. So we pivoted quickly. We, uh, initially, we initially sold our product and services via cold calls. We have, uh, we have since uh, gained quite a bit of notoriety. So our customers essentially come to us at this point. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we found that this is an inc- incredibly rapidly growing market. I mean, this is pretty obvious. I'm stating the obvious. <laughs> and there's an amazing amount of opportunity. So, you know, if uh, ironically, we often laugh that uh, if you were to look at our percentage penetration of the market, it's dropping. And it doesn't mean that we're losing business to other people. It simply means that the market is growing way faster than we are even though we're growing at a pretty phenomenal rate of 5 to 8% a month. Yeah, I, I'm curious, what, what do you think that you did early that, that allowed you to kind of move from, you know, outreach sales to inbound sales? Well, you know, one of the things that we did is, and it was really pivotal to us, is we have very, very tight integrations with all of the POS systems in the cannabis space. This is incredibly important because... Those integrations allow us not only to collect all of the all of the data that, as I mentioned earlier, we use to build segmentation and targeting for our campaigns, but it reduces friction during the sale process in store. It's it's much more seamless for the customer. It's much more convenient for the bud tender, and eventually, what happened is that our customers and our future customers started demanding integrations that these integrations be provided by their POS providers. And that essentially allowed us to very rapidly acquire integrations with, uh, with all of the players in the space, including e-commerce players. So now it's pretty obvious that in order to run a cannabis dispensaries, you have to be integrated with Spring Bank. We're going to take a quick break to hear some words from our sponsors. And now back to our program. And I guess when you say tight integrations, like what, what are you actually doing to integrate with some of these systems? So this is probably a good point, Bruce, to inject the fact that we view ourselves as a technology company. Mm-hmm. We're very savvy technologically. We come out of a technology background and we have very tight integrations as a result with POS, which enable us not only to see the transactions contemporaneously as they occur in the store, we are able to to deal with um, with uh, new member enrollments. We have extremely tight level of integration with with the infrastructure that's necessary to send large volumes of uh, SMS and MMS messages. So we are really tightly integrated with tier one players in that space. Um, so our platform is, is really seamless and, and the rapid delivery of very large volume of this marketing material produces a, a response in incremental sales probably within a few hours, uh, a response that lasts several days uh, in duration. Of course, it's proportional to the value of the offer, uh, and, that's, and, and that's pretty obvious, but that's, that's the reason for our success. Yeah. What, um, I mean, I guess, what have you seen as being kind of the challenges of the business? I mean, you mentioned your technology company, like where, where have been the bottlenecks for you in your terms of your own growth? You know, the, the mission-critical product that we provide is SMS and MMS communications. Uh, the targeting aside, and it's a huge aspect of it, there are many regulatory and compliance challenges having to do with moving uh, quasi-legal cannabis content as part of these marketing campaigns, right? The telephone, the mobile carriers are... Uh, are sometimes difficult to deal with and fickle. I think we are at the point now that we have ironed out all the wrinkles, but keeping track of uh, regulatory challenges in that particular area is particularly important. Uh, recently, 
um, the, the mobile messaging industry has moved to uh, something called 10 DLC, which is intended to reduce the amount of, uh, of uh, spam that's delivered over SMS and, and MMS. And mm -hmm. we embraced that initiative very early. And we have cooperated with, with uh, all the necessary folks in, in, in the messaging space in order to continuously be able to deliver and seamlessly be able to deliver this messaging under the new 10 DLC guidelines. And, and that has actually been a huge asset for us because we've managed to carry this out without impacting the volume and speed of uh, messaging that we deliver. Yeah. I guess, what have you noticed about this industry? I mean, you mentioned that it's growing faster than you are <laughs> at some level. What other, are, you know, give me some sense of kind of the dynamics that you end up having to deal with as a company. You know, it's gentrifying. It's gentrifying. It's, it's becoming, you know, it's no longer the Wild West. You know, we've, we've, what we see is we see, you know, look, here's my anecdote that I tell all of our new people when they start with us. It used to be that Joe and Mark decided to open up a dispensary and, uh, in Seattle. And, you know, we would get a $25,000 loan from my uncle and we would get a license. We, you know, rent a little store in the strip mall and we, you know, we would be selling stuff. Well, what's happening now is you have these large, well-funded multi-state organizations coming into the space with their CMOs and strategy officers. They're opening in four markets simultaneously. They're opening 17 stores, mm -hmm. you know, that look like Italian kitchen with people walking around in smocks with boom bikes and it's already <laughs> high tech. And uh, the little guys are still out there, but the industry is gentrifying. Yeah. At the same time, these guys need big boy tools, right? They need all of the stuff they need for data analysis. They need data warehouses. They need data lakes, they, they need access to their raw data. And we've provided all of that. We understand the gentrification of the space, and therefore we understand and have reflected this in our product roadmap that we need to provide these guys features that they need. And this, the features are the same that you'd find in conventional retail. When I say conventional retail, this is sort of my amusing way of referring to anything that's not cannabis. <laughs> exactly. How does the state-by-state state issue kind of affect you? I mean, do you, I mean, obviously we're, we're kind of federally illegal, but, you know, states have been kind of legalizing these things. They have different kind of regulatory frameworks, enforcement processes, you know, the markets are structurally different. I mean, what, how does this kind of multi-market model that we're in right now impact the product or how you, how you implement the product, how you sell the product? How does that play out? It's, it's a really important consideration, and we do track that fairly closely. Like, for example, California, the state of California has their own privacy uh, laws that we have to be cognizant of. Yeah. state of Pennsylvania has other regulations that make it difficult to operate loyalty programs, and there are special compliance requirements that we have to deal with over there. Similarly, in states in which um, cannabis is legal for medical applications, Many of the operators uh, are asking us to, to have asked us to become HIPAA compliant. So we're now HIPAA compliant as well. Oh, interesting. And these are, you know, these are significant credentials that are really important for us to be able to play in those markets. Uh, another thing that we see are, are brands. Brands uh, obviously are, are the growers, the distillers, bakers, packagers, and anyone that has something to do with production of the actual product that's sold in the stores. We now also have a brands platform, which is really important. 
because there are many, many brands, as you well know, brands uh, are local to particular states. Their products are sold in those states. And uh, we are now offering a platform for brands to deliver their advertising content by piggybacking it on, on dispensary loyalty programs and their own communication campaigns. So we, we have something for the brands folks as well. And that, again, differs state by state as well. Yeah. And where do you envision your product going? I mean, how, how do you see this market playing out? How do you, where do you see your opportunity? How are you kind of thinking about the future and strategy? Well, you know, look, the opportunity is clearly there, even if we were to limit ourselves to our current product offering, which, which is primarily our, our loyalty and communications product and the brands platform that I just referred to. But we're also sitting on a mountain of data, which is potentially uh, a potential source of monetization. We understand what people buy nationwide. We understand this for Canada as well, where we are very active. So, you know, there's potential of, uh, uh, of an emerging data practice. We certainly understand this. This is something that we might be looking at. And, you know, frankly, we are always looking at potential acquisitions that will allow us to broaden our offering. As an example, we acquired a Canadian company called Buttender, which uh, gives us uh, a cannabis survey capability that has now become part of our offering. So um, broadening out the product spectrum is uh, true uh, inherent growth and, and building or potential acquisition is part of our as part of our strategy and a deep level of understanding of what's next. Right. So we have a number of people in the organization who sort of look over the horizon to see what the industry is going to need 12, 18 and 24 months from now. And we are already building products in anticipation of those needs. A lot of it is driven by what's happening in retail in general, so something that we really understand. And a lot of it is unique to cannabis. We're also working on uh, an even deeper integration with many different parts of the cannabis ecosystem where exchange of data is really important and can help businesses grow. So. Look, a broader product offering and certainly the, the, uh, the intrinsic organic growth opportunity in, in the space that is rapidly expanding. These are our directions. Who knows what's going to happen after that? <laughs> yeah. And so what, what do you see, like, what are the big issues for you in terms of where the industry is going? I mean, I know we've been, I mean, everyone's been kind of hoping or waiting or uh, not waiting for federal legalization or at least decriminalization or descheduling. I mean, there's talk of interstate commerce, there's talk of about Safe Banking Act. I mean, what are the things that you feel would really kind of change the chorus or change the pace of this industry? Safe banking is going to be really important. It's going to come first, in our opinion. Uh, certainly, it will solve a lot of the, 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 the pain that dispensaries are, are dealing with in terms of, uh, uh, in terms of receiving payment. Uh, legalization will happen. Uh, you know, uh, it's anybody's guess what's going to happen. The world seems to be distracted with many different things right now. You know, we all thought that uh, legalization is, is, is very likely during uh, the current presidential term. It's, it's not clear now that that's going to be the case, but it's coming. It, it will come. It's driven, it's, it's driven by hunger for, for tax dollars primarily, and it is going to happen. So it's not going to be a problem for us. It's going to be a boon for us because... We have agonized about how to make our platform highly scalable. And I have to say that if we 
if marijuana was decriminalized and legalized at a federal level, right now we would have zero problem being able to absorb the new business that this would generate for us. That is because not only, uh, not only because our platform is highly scalable, but it's also because of the fact that we have worked very hard to be able to onboard clients extremely rapidly. And we can now typically onboard a even a large client with tens of thousands of, uh, of customers within a couple, three days and, and make our platform fully operational for this case. So, so we've grown the organization with the understanding that at some point the sort of a linear growth will, will, will have a quantum leap and we'll have to deal with this issue. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the, the customers that you're focused on. I mean, you mentioned the, you know, working with kind of the smaller, you know, uh, handful of dispensary retail locations segment of the market. Why, I guess, why that market? Have you continued to focus on that? What does it mean for you in terms of being a solution for that part of the market? We will continue to be a viable solution for that market. So the, the partners are simply, those kinds of partners are simply smaller. Look, if, if you assume that any business development organization has some natural constraints, obviously we're going to be always focused on those clients whom we can serve better and clients that are larger, that are going to produce larger blips in our revenue stream, right? So, but we ignore no one. We ignore no one. We, we have extensive relationships with, with various uh, partners in the industry and, and we do uh, cross-referral. Uh, we have various uh, revenue sharing arrangements that fuel the growth even further. But look, it's it's the same as in any business. We're going to focus our resources on those markets where we think we can acquire larger volume and therefore larger revenue faster. Uh, Canada is really interesting in this regard because uh, our uh, client acquisitions in Canada tend to bring larger chunks of business uh, as a result of a single transaction. But uh, we're not focused on any particular market. We're focused on anyone who has the need for our services. And we pretty much understand who these people are. And now we have enough presence in the space, Bruce. So these folks just come to us, basically. Yeah. I'm curious, where do you see the competition? I mean, I I know there are several kind of companies out here that are trying to tackle the space. Like, what do you notice about the competition? How are you kind of positioning yourself differently? Or or what's what's the advantage that you have right now in the market? And what are the other kind of companies struggling with? Right. So, yeah, we, we have some competition and, you know, we respect them. They, you know, everyone who, who brings value to this market and, and, and fuels uh, for the growth is helpful. We are much more sophisticated than our competitors in our ability to measure the impact of marketing campaigns, to target these campaigns better, and to deliver tangible results as a result of our speed and percentages of, uh, of deliverability. Look, anecdotally, the ROI that we provide to a typical cannabis dispensary is someplace in the area of 2,000 to 3,000%. So if you translate this, it simply means that for every dollar a dispensary spends with us on, on targeted messaging, we're going to deliver them 20 to $30 in incremental sales. Yeah. So that's, that's significant. Uh, you can imagine that this really makes uh, uh, attrition fairly low. Right, so that's that's one thing. The other aspect is we will never allow our offering to become commoditized. We are we are running rapidly and constantly rewinding the commoditization curve by offering new features. 
especially those features that are really useful, uh, a customer journey feature, the, you know, the whole understanding of, of automated campaigns. We can just turn on and leave and stuff will happen automatically. We have, we are very feature rich and, uh, and these rich features are being used by, by, uh, uh, by our client base and we educate. We, we work with them. We show them how to make the campaigns more effective, how to use those tools, how to spend less time and generate the same results. So, so we're really investing in this space by growing our platform in the ways that, that uh, will allow our clients to leverage it even more. Excellent. Mark, this has been a pleasure. If people want to find out more about you, more about SpringBig, what's the best way to get that information? Info at springbig.com or please pick up the phone and call the number on our website. We have very, very responsive people who will try to understand how we can provide value to you. Great. I'll make sure that the information is in the show notes. Mark, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Bruce, and thank you as well. It's been a pleasure for me as well. That's it for this episode of Thinking Outside the Bud. Be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our future episodes. See you next time. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets and access other great content. Visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.